Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com hill varsity club is opening in omaha this may and is hiring for all hospitality positions do you love elevated food exciting events and having fun at work join our team by applying today at hillvarsityclub.com hill varsity club will feature a next level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer HVC this May. Apply for all front or back of house positions now at HailVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK. Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where food and fitness come to hang out. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. And we've talked at length many, many, many times uh, (laughs) about macros and what your perfect split might be, how to meal prep, everything. And if you've missed any of those, go all the way back to the beginning because we cover the 101 shit like the first 10 episodes. (laughs) What's the line from Titanic? It's been 84 years. We've covered it 80 bazillion times in the what year and two months that this podcast has existed. Like we talk about it a lot because it's important. But so what happens like after the calorie counting and macro splits are over? Because maybe you don't want to do that anymore. Maybe that doesn't work for you to begin with. Welcome to the land of intuitive eating. Hello. Ah. Welcome. Bienvenidos (laughs) at Intuitive Eating Landia, because that's what they call it in Spanish. Fun thing about Spanish. Spanish is awesome, by the way. If you don't know Spanish, learn it. It's fucking fun. Um, There's so many fun words. Um, But they like so there's this place called Ponyland in English mm. it's Ponyland but in Spanish it's Ponylandia oh so you just add the yeah so like, it's intuitive eating so Landia Portlandia Portlandia okay. put a fucking bird on it <laughs> yes see Spanish there you go if you don't know what intuitive eating is you will after this episode yes. um, we're gonna cover why counting macros is an important step. To get to the intuitive eating portion of life, uh, portion control, and how intuitive eating can help you build a healthy relationship with food. Yes, and don't tell the TikTok bodybuilder bros about this one because they're going to be pissed. Oh, gosh. Uh, My goodness. What do you mean I you mean, don't what? walk around with there's, a food scale in your pocket? There's literally no topic we could cover that wouldn't <sighs> piss them off. So, for like, real. Maybe. Whatever. Here's a thought. Maybe this fucking podcast isn't for you, bodybuilder yeah. bros. The other thing, too, like with TikTok, real quick side tangent, is like we're posting portions, mm-hmm. very tiny, mm-hmm. minute, mm-hmm. like pebbles of a podcast and like if you're not going to take the time to to listen to it then like I don't know. I don't know you're, how else to explain watching, it other than like go on a, a like TikTok rage for three minutes and yeah. just listen to the fucking podcast over and over and over Dude, again. Dude, I can, I can only <laughs> say the same fucking thing nicely in the comments yeah. so many times before I either stop responding or yeah. just start being condescendingly nice to people. That's like my, uh, one of my best qualities. I, I love it. Um, Dude, it's so fun to watch. I don't flip people off oh, do. when I'm driving. I do. I give them a thumbs up and a fuck you smile. Um, so Yeah. That's just how, that's how I batter, bat, batter. That's how I batter internet bullies. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a fucking bully. If you're coming yeah, here to talk stop, shit, man. don't like for real, we've worked in this fucking industry for almost half of our lives. Yeah. Um, we've heard it all. You're nothing new. Fucking go away. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, intuitive eating. Now that we've ripped about the sorry, some <laughs> things happened. We we recorded some podcasts and then we took a break and then some shit happened on TikTok that we had to talk about. So. Yeah. 
And if you're not following us on TikTok, oh. we're at Meathead Test Kitchen. Everywhere. Yes. Except for Twitter, which do we really MTK even care? staff. Yeah. Mario. Sorry, Sorry, that noise was such a horse dog Mario. So, another side tangent. You will learn about intuitive eating this episode, Holy but you'll shit. also learn that my dog will post. We'll have to post a video maybe on TikTok. Oh, the photo of him. So oh, this, this image right now is he, so pathetic. Like, I feel bad for him. He just... I'm going to post it in the episode. Like, he's we'll post like, this. He's, like, looking down at the floor as we're talking He had a growth on his paw. He's Bloody. a Great Dane. He's a big-ass dog. He's giant. And so, obviously, that needed to be removed. Well, the cone that they give... They gave us the largest one, and mm. it's not quite large enough. So, I had to buy an inflatable donut to go behind the cone. And then we had to put a barrier up in my dining room between us and the dog so he doesn't like rampage through here not being able to see around him and knock the camera over oh, so the joys of podcasting yeah. from home it's awesome <laughs> the, that's the end of the side tangent for now all right intuitive eating let's actually fucking do this so according to webmd intuitive eating is defined as quote-unquote making peace with all types of food mm. um I really like that. I do too. That's a great explanation. That's very good. Um, it's very like concise and it's just like, yes. Yeah. Uh, when you eat intuitively, you take the good labels and the bad labels off of mm. food and everything is just food. So when you're hungry, you eat. Yes. Um, intuitive eating is really fucking cool because it's a giant middle finger to these cookie cutter restriction fucking fad diets that have made and continue to make lots of people miserable every single day. Yeah, exactly. I feel like... And we've talked about this before, but like even even following macros, I feel like can lead you down a road to a shitty Absolutely. relationship with food. Yes, uh, there is a fine line to walk when it comes to macros. And if you have dealt with disordered eating or yeah. an eating disorder, because they are not the same thing. Right. Um, if you have dealt with either of those things. Talk to your like ther like if you have a therapist, your doctor, talk to them before you start doing macros because you need to maybe do some more stuff like mentally. mentally yeah. There needs to be some other conversations that are had and some more things need to be like discovered and figured out before yeah, you do that. For sure. While following strict rules on the front end of the process may lead to fat loss because by now, you probably know something will work for you. Yeah, a caloric deficit probably yeah. will happen at some point. So it's leading to the fat loss that you're seeking, right? But after a while, you're going to hit maintenance mode, and that's where an intuitive eating comes into play. It's gorgeous. I love it. I, I finally hit maintenance mode after, I think, three years. I was like, yeah. fuck it. I'm good. Yeah. I'm not moving. Like, you get to a point after you've worked out and you've, you know, you've, you've microanalyzed your body stats yeah. for years. Yeah. You know when your body's like, okay, this is where we're going to be for a while. So yeah. that, once you get to that point, for me, is usually between now like 145 to 160, depending on how, like right now I'm on the very low end of that because I've lost a shit ton of muscle mm -hmm. mass because I haven't been lifting because of my knee. But like, um, for me, it's like a 15 pound scale of where I usually sit. So yeah. once I hit that and I sat there for a while, this is why taking your weight every couple of weeks to a month or so um, is really important because mm -hmm. even when you're done, quote unquote, doing the work in your mind, there's still work to be done. You right. still, you still have to pay attention. You can't just like totally let up, but when it comes to eating, you can kind of drop the reins a little yeah. bit. So you basically what intuitive eating is like you're eating when you're hungry, you're listening yep. to your body. That's the whole entire premise of intuitive eating. You're trusting your body and you're giving it nourishment when it tells you that it needs to be nourished. Mm -hmm. um, choosing foods that make you feel good and paying attention to when your stomach says it's full. That can be difficult, especially if you eat really fast. Yes. Um, it typically, don't quote me on this, this, I didn't look this up, but I think it's uh, 20 minutes before you're you, the mind body connection or the mind stomach connection is made so that you know you're full. So if you take your time when you're eating, I'm not talking chew your food 80 times before yeah, you swallow it. Masturbation or anything. It is about 20 minutes. That's what WebMD says. Yeah. So like your body needs a second to realize that you're hungry. So like I noticed when I would go out to eat at restaurants specifically, and especially if I didn't listen to my body <laughs> and went to the point of hanger uh, that I'd eat super fast. And then I would just be miserable because I was so full because I ate way too much because I hadn't given my body anything yeah, and for when quite you get, a while. When you get to the point of hanger too, you get a really bad stomach ache. Mm. Um, nothing feels worse 
I mean, there are things that feel worse, but when you are like, like in your day to day life, nothing feels worse than being knocked down by a stomach ache because you haven't fucking eaten for eight hours. Like your stomach just burns and it's like, well, I need food, but I don't want to eat food because my stomach hurts. But it's like, you need it. Yes, exactly. The the reason your stomach hurts is because your stomach's like, hey, I have all this acid that I need to do something with and it's just sitting here. Can we fucking go? Um, Feed me. Put food in me, please. Uh, So... Yeah, eat when you're hungry. Don't deprive yourself of the foods that you love because mm. that can lead to cravings. Um, it can lead to binging. It can lead to a cycle of disordered eating that can begin again. Also, let's talk about drinking water while you're eating. That's very important mm. as well. That will help get you fuller longer because yep. science, the way that fucking yeah. particles absorb water and then it, it, it takes up more space. It In expands. your stomach, yeah. But um, water is a very important thing too. Um, if you're not drinking enough, you might confuse your thirst with hunger yep um and that's a really weird thing because you'd think that thirst and hunger you you can really tell the difference right sometimes your body is just like yo i just need some water but we're like oh here have food and they're like no water no still need water Thanks. iced coffee water <laughs> agua. h2o por favor agua <laughs> um so give your body water hydration yeah. is fun um and especially if you wake up in the middle of the night really hot you mm. might be dehydrated you might yeah. not be getting enough water and that's your body's way of being like Hey, asshole, I'm having problems regulating my internal temperature. Can you please give me some more water? Funny ways that your body will tell you that things are out of whack. That's one of them for sure. Yeah. Uh, Respect your emotions. And this is important and difficult, um, Mm. especially for those of us that have ovaries, because we can be very emotionally swingy at certain times in the month, depending on hormones. Yay. Yay. This is why I have an IUD. Um, so, you know, if you deal with the red scare, ant flow, whatever the fuck you like to call it, um, respect it. If your body is fucking terrible that day and you just want to eat that Hershey bar, just eat the Hershey bar. Yeah. But don't eat to satisfy your emotions all the time. That yeah. is, that's where you get into the slippery slope. If you're really feeling like, if you're physically feeling shitty, and you yeah. know that that chocolate bar, that caffeine is going to make you feel better because you're having wicked period cramps. Eat it. Eat it. Yeah. Who gives a shit? One day. One fucking day. <laughs> One chocolate bar is not going to ruin an entire year's worth of fucking progress right. that you have made, regardless of what fucking Jillian Michaels and those other assholes want you to think. Right. By the way, fucking welcome to TikTok, Jillian yeah. Michaels. We don't want you here. <laughs> <laughs> If you find that you're using food or going to food for emotional comfort often, Mm. please check in with your therapist or talk to somebody to get to the root of that issue. That 90% of the time is tied to something else entirely. Yep. It has nothing to do with the food. Um, But it can be hard once you're in it because the food can then become part of the reason why you're miserable. Exactly. And that comes with, we've talked about habits before. Sometimes that, that tie to your emotions is habitual. Yep. So your habit for a long period of time has been, I've had a shitty day. I'm going to go eat, you know, three meals from McDonald's at one time. I feel attacked. I feel attacked. I've done that before, (laughs) but that's typically habitual and that's tied to emotion. So the best I've found way to break that tie is to actually talk to somebody about it. Yeah, and the other thing that you get from therapy, too, that will translate into your fitness journey in fucking spades is the mental toughness aspect. When you Mm -hmm. learn how to handle yourself, I'm not going to say kid gloves, because when you say kid gloves, you're fucking sugarcoating something, but to be kindly honest with yourself. Yeah. um, There's a difference between criticizing yourself and being constructively like honest honest yeah <clears throat> there's a big not tearing difference. yourself apart for it for sure yes absolutely so that is that's a big part of it and i've like for me personally like my weight gain was totally tied to emotional i was not a fucking emotionally healthy person i fucking hated my job i was burned out my family was assholes like my family would my family were i <laughs> Words. Sorry. This is what happens when you learn Spanish and English and you use them interchangeably. Your words, it's like a fucking Mad Lib and it's Spanish, but most of it's swear words and nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Um, so like when you're not emotionally good, it really fucking sabotages you in a bazillion different ways mm-hmm. that you don't even realize. And physically is a big one. Um, yeah. So if you find yourself going to food for comfort, which I used to be someone that did that. So I'm coming from a place of experience mm-hmm. here. Go talk to somebody. Yep. You've got shit going on other places in your life that are leading to this. 
this is a symptom. I would be willing to bet that the second that you repair your relationship with yourself, you start to be like, you really make large strides in repairing your relationship with food and everything, yeah, <laughs> your relationships yeah. with everything. Somebody the other day in the DMS was like, um, I wish that I couldn't, I wish I had the ability to not give a fuck like you guys. And it's like, you know what? We've done a lot of self work. Yeah. We've, we've been to a lot of sessions and we've read mm. a lot of things and we've had some awkward conversations and learned things yeah. about ourselves. Like, and I would say too, it's not that we don't give a fuck. Yeah. We there's just still let it give. roll off our back a little bit easier. Anything that somebody says to us on the internet, I don't take personally. I don't fucking know that person. That person doesn't know me. I don't really give a shit what they have to say. And if they're coming at us, like, like we said at the beginning, I'm going to be condescendingly nice because one, that's probably my coping mechanism, (laughs) but two, I just don't have the time and I don't have the mental room to let that shit bother me. I can't. And I did that for a really long time, but it took a lot of fucking work to get there. Yeah. Like a lot of work. Plus we know, we, we know who we are. Like we make no mistake about, we, we are hella self-aware. Like if that is one thing that going to therapy will give you, it is fucking so much self-awareness that it's stupid and almost annoying. Um, but like we, we know who we are and we keep a pretty small circle. So we know who to like our people know us and we know them and we know what we're about. There are more and more studies being done on intuitive eating like right now as we're currently hosting this podcast, but so far research research is showing that those who usually eat intuitively may not lose like a lot more weight, but they have lower BMIs and they have better mental health. Yes. And the BMI conversation, yes, we're saying it again and people are not going to be happy about it. They're going to say it's outdated. BMI has a time and place and that place is in a clinical setting from a doctor. Right. Um, anywhere else, don't listen to anything anyone has to say about BMIs. But when we talk about things from like a medical standpoint, sorry, BMI is going to come up because guess what? It is still relative in a clinical setting. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you don't like BMI, don't yell at us. We're just fucking going with what the science is telling us. Um, and it's part of it. So if you, if you have that lower BMI, that's going to not necessarily always make you more metabolically healthy, but the chances are better that you will be more metabolically healthy because your body doesn't have to work as hard. Um, But intuitive eating might not be for everyone. So if you have diabetes, if you have high blood pressure, you you might have food restrictions. If that's the case, check with your doctor before you start eating intuitively, Um, which is why we say get a baseline when you first start this. Like if you've never done any of this stuff before, go to the doctor, have a checkup. Uh, If you have health insurance, it's probably covered. You might not even have to pay a copay. Yeah. So do that. um, And then you know what you're working with because you don't know where you're going if you have no place to start from, you know? Exactly. So um, check with that, especially if you have like autoimmune disorders, if you have anything where like, yeah, you're sensitive to salt or sugar or just make sure you get that checked out because it's not worth getting really fucking sick over. Yeah, exactly. Um, Always do your homework, please. Counting calories is a super important step to intuitive eating. Why? Because it sets you up for nearly perfect portion control in the future. Notice I said nearly perfect. And she also said a step. Yes. Toward. Yes. Not that you have to you will not be a master forever. of the portion size. <laughs> yeah. You'll be pretty good at it. You'll yeah. have a pretty good idea. Be able idea. to eyeball it. Yeah. yeah. Um, perfection isn't realistic, nor is it attainable, regardless of how many fucking people online or on TV try to tell you that it is. Those people mm. have a lot more money than you do. They have certain people that cook for them. Uh, mm. They have people that buy their groceries for them. They, they have access to shit that you probably don't. Yeah. We're normal people. Yeah. Um, also, you're a human, not a robot. And you don't have to be ultra precise with how many grains of rice are in your rice bowl. Here's how I always explain this to people too. Like if you're off, chances are you're going to make up for the amount that you're off on a different day. Yep. Probably within the same week, especially if you're meal prepping. It doesn't have to be precise, precise, precise. But on the front end, it does need to be pretty precise so that you can drill that into your brain so that it becomes just, it just becomes muscle Muscle memory memory. after a while. It really does. Okay, so, uh, portion control. Oh. If you don't get that reference, like, 
That's a Prince I'm Pussy Control in you. reference. I'm so fucking disappointed. I just want you to know that. Pussy Control is the best Prince <laughs> song ever written. Don't at me. <laughs> so we've talked about portion control and portion sizes before, as we mentioned. But I wanted to present it in a slightly different way today um, because it made a light bulb go off for me. And maybe it'll make a light bulb go off for you. The majority of people tend to eat all of what they serve themselves. Yep. Think about that. Thanksgiving, that's like the number one overindulgent holiday of the year, right? <sighs> you know I am what, going though? to eat Yo, everything so on ready. my plate and I'm going to go back for seconds and I'm going to have dessert. Well, yeah, because everybody told us we had to be a member of the Clean Plate Club as kids. Yes. Like you have to eat everything that's there, which for yep. kids, you're a growing child. We're not yes. growing children anymore. Exactly. We're, we're a little past that phase by like, so you know, keep that in mind. The yeah. majority of people tend to eat all of what they serve themselves. And when you, so I'm going to riff on this for a yeah. second, but when you hear people talk about eating on smaller plates, yes. this is why, because yep. you tend to put smaller portion sizes on your plate. So yeah, if you you've ever wondered, much. yeah, mm-hmm. you've, if you've ever wondered what that correlation is between the two, like, oh. why the fuck did they say that? There you go. Uh, now you know. Sorry. Pussy control. <laughs> Ow. Okay. Well, when you think about it that way, it's not really wrong, right? Right. Is it? No, probably not. Uh, learning that portion size, what portion sizes are can help to prevent overeating. But where do you start if you don't know or aren't sure what portion sizes are? This is why a food scale or the hand measuring method is so important. Um, And it it really just depends on your personal style. And when I say that, like how, how, how anal retentive are you? I'm not going to say OCD because being super on about something is not having OCD. They're two completely different things. Um, But thank you for saying that because I I hate when people do it. It's not even a pet peeve. I just like, uh, no, that's a lie. It's a pet peeve. You don't have OCD unless you've been clinically... Like, like doctors told you you're OCD, you're anal retentive. I've taken, I've taken tests because I've wondered if I am because you've been to my house. <laughs> right. <laughs> anal retentive. But I don't count everything. Right. Like I don't count everything. I don't have to do things. It's not repetitive. Way. Yeah. I don't have, or... I don't have the repetitive aspect of it, right. but I do have a lot of the other qualities. Yes. Uh, but yeah, there's a difference between being OCD and just being anal retentive. Yeah. So um, it just depends on your personal style. Do you want to be kind of fast and loose? You trust yourself with doing the hand measuring method? Cool. The other thing about the hand measuring method is your hands are dependent to your body size, yep. which is cool because a 6'4 person is not going to eat the same amount of food that I am at 5'10". Exactly. And we cover Um, that in depth in just a second. Yes. Coming soon. Um, (laughs) So there's a difference between portion sizes and serving sizes. The best example that we can think of is rice. So a portion Mm -hmm. size of rice is approximately the size of a fist or about a cup. That's about 150 to 200 grams. While the serving size, once it's cooked, is nearly double that. Mm -hmm. Um, One serving is half a cup uncooked. It ends up being roughly two cups cooked. So it would be two two portions. Um, When we talk about measuring your food... This is why it's important. We don't care if you measure it pre-cook or post-cook as long as you're just doing it at the same time. Every time. Yeah. That all cooked or all raw. That goes with pasta. That goes with anything. Yep. If you're going to do it one way, stick with that way. Don't like weigh it raw one week and then start weighing it cooked. And then that's where things can get kind of funky because if you've ever been to a restaurant, I saw this on the internet the other day and it fucking pissed me off. Uh Uh-oh. Somebody brought a food scale with them, which is fine to a restaurant. Like if that's your prerogative, totally fine. Have no problem with that. My issue was that on the menu, it said a six and a half ounce piece of meat on a restaurant's menu. They're giving you risk buried very, 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 very far down raw weight, Mm -hmm. not the cooked weight, because what happens when you cook meat? You lose juices. Yep. So that came out and it was, ended up being, I think it was uh, 4.9. And I was like, so no one's um, ever read a menu or like paid no. attention to that before. No it's one's raw. Like, do you, do you cook your own food? Right. Have you not seen a burger (laughs) fucking shrink as you cook it? Like your quarter pounder with cheese from McDonald's is a quarter pounder pre-cooked weight. So it's, it's 0.25, you know, ounces before cook weight. The more you know. Yeah. Um, the things that you learn when you work in food service yeah. <laughs> that apparently people don't know. Like, And wow. to put this another way, um, portion size is the amount of food that you choose to eat. Yes. We're going to cover the rough guidelines for those in a minute. But while the serving size is the amount of food typically listed on a nutrition label, and they are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, they are not. Um, one is a recommended daily intake based yes. on nutrition 
you know, guidelines. content yeah. and guidelines via the government and the yeah. FDA. And, uh, you know, certain parts of the food pyramid is fine. I have no yeah. beef with the sure. food pyramid. There are other things that the FDA has put in place before. Where I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. is that well, really a good idea? Really? We're going to count pizza as a vegetable? Really? Okay. Not because of tomato sauce, I guess. Uh, you can use your hands as a serving yes. guide, by the way. Um, we mentioned that just a little bit ago, but especially if you don't want to or weighing food complicates your relationship with it. Yeah. If you have a very addictive personality or you are very anal retentive and you just find yourself being like over involved in how much you're weighing your food, that's a sign you need to take a step back. Yeah. Uh, because you're caring too much about it. You should be only worry about how much food is on the scale while you're writing it down. Yep. And then eat it. Eat it. That's eat it. it. That's <laughs> eat it, eat it, eat it. Oh. Uh, that's from an episode of King of the Hill, by the way, because everything <laughs> is. Duh. So the hand, the hand measuring method. This is cool. Um, I actually learned a lot about this when I took my personal trainer course. By the way, yes, I am a certified ISSA personal trainer. Thank you very much, people on TikTok that think women aren't allowed to know things. Um, so the hand measuring method is basically you use your hand in like different parts of your hand to figure out like the serving size. Mm-hmm. So the tip of your thumb is approximately a tablespoon, um, which is your fat measurement. So you would do about a thumb or two of fats per meal. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're going to say your mileage may vary because if you are a six, seven man, your yeah. hands are giant. Yeah. <laughs> That's why these are all approximate based yes. on the size. I mean, my hands and Sadie's hands are about the same. I have a longer fingers. Yeah. That's why you can and rock my a- son. Thumb is a little bit fatter, but. Yeah, rough I approximates stubby. i don't know how i played woodwinds i had stubby ass <laughs> short fingers but i made it happen um so the palm of your hands about three ounces of like meat that mm-hmm. would be your portion size is the palm of your hand um if you are bigger if you have bigger hands that could be four or five ounces that's okay yeah and well and it also depends on your goal with protein too that too um but just like by and large like a, a larger person if you have a bigger frame you're gonna require more food it's exactly. just that's how mass works. Like yeah. if you're a bigger person, you need more food. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It's just how it is. Um, so yeah. if you are, if you're a chick that's six, three and you are going on calorie, like if you're changing your calorie to Jesus Christ, calorie intake to lose weight words, um, you are going to have a very, very, very different roadmap than say a woman that's five, two. Yeah. Like vastly sure. different because you weigh at least probably about a hundred pounds difference. Yeah. If you've got that much of a height difference. Um, yeah. so keep that in mind as well. This is something that they don't tell you when you yeah. are doing these fad diet bullshit things. It's a cookie cutter, one size fits all. That's not yeah. how this shit works. Everybody's hand sizes are different. Everybody like, is built everybody's, differently. Everybody's tall, you know, all yeah. of that. A cupped hand is about a half a cup. Um, so nuts, ice cream, starches, legit, and I've tested this out many times because I love to play that game every once in a while. I've been counting my macros for a really long time, but I stopped measuring a while ago. My The cup of my hand is literally 99.9% of the time, 28 grams exactly of peanuts. So boom. Which is an ounce. Exactly. Of peanuts. Um, a full fist um, is about a full cup. So rice, fruits, veggies. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is the thing too. So if you again are a bigger person, you're going to require more carbs mm-hmm. than say me. So yeah, my my fist is going to probably be about a cup. If you have a bigger hand, it could be a cup and a half. Mm-hmm. If you have giant mitts, it could be two cups. Yep. Cool. And that's it's like we said, your mileage varies with all of this, but the point of pointing this out is so that you can visualize what those sizes look like. Consistency is the name of the yes. game. I think that's the first time we've said that fucking word yeah, today, um, surprisingly. <laughs> but what you're trying to do is build consistent habits and serving yourself your food. Yeah. Um, that's that's how you win in the long run. Um, and that's why macros, hand measuring is so important. Yeah. Especially once you get Just to the knowing, part. like to be able to eyeball it and be like, that is definitely two servings, which yeah. bringing up multiple servings, fucking restaurant servings. I looked Holy this up today shit. just because I wanted to illustrate a point because I was, <laughs> I was like, I knew it was a lot, but I wasn't sure exactly like up to how much this yeah. fucking blew my mind. Restaurant servings, as we know, they're fucking huge, especially if you go to like an Italian restaurant, right? There's research. Anywhere in America. Anywhere yeah, in this we country. We are in America. Anyway, anywhere. Um, there is research that shows that the average portion at a restaurant is over <laughs> two and a half times up to eight 
fucking times larger than a standard serving. It's, Why did I say know. standard like that? I don't know. My, it's, it's insane. It's because you hang out with me and you're starting to pick <laughs> up Spanish. You're starting to get like Eight accents. fucking times? That's Yeah, that's incredible. a lot. Um, so I'm not going to like shit on like cheddars because they gave me food poisoning the only time I've eaten there. But yeah. um, their portion sizes are fucking huge. They're huge. Anywhere you go. I went to, there's a, a really awesome restaurant here in Omaha called Tavern 180. It's fucking delicious. If you live here, please go check it out. It's the best steak I've ever had. Like legit. Ooh. But I ordered the last time I ordered chicken. It was definitely two chicken cutlets, which were huge. And I was like, I'm going to just eat one of these and uh, be on my way because that's a lot of fucking food. Yeah. I mean, when Phil and I get like, if we'll go buy a steak at the grocery store and if you go to, so the grocery store closest to us, Hy-Vee, what mm-hmm. up Hy-Vee? Um, so if you go to Hy-Vee, you can get like the nice thick Angus yes. fucking ribeyes and they're like 20 bucks. But one of those will feed two adults. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't you don't each need an individual steak if that steak is bigger than eight ounces. Yeah. Um And you save money by And you that. save a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. We have portion distortion in this country. I have lived outside of America for five years. I think that's long enough to be able to come back and have a pretty good like fucking When I first started like actually weighing my food, I was fucking shocked at how much I was overeating. I had no, I had no clue. I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. The hand measurement stuff, but I, it never, like I never paid that much attention to it when it actually started weighing everything. I was, I was really shocked at myself. Plus when you start cooking for yourself, you realize how much shit that you get at restaurants is fucking filled with salt and pre-processed. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a big, that was a big bummer part of moving back to the States from PR. In PR, like you go to a restaurant and everything comes to that restaurant fresh. So it's like yeah. all made there. Ain't like that here. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't like that here. Yeah. Uh, shit comes on a truck in a bag in a refrigerator. Yeah. Um, so when you're eating out, you can ask for half a serving. You can cut your meal in half. You can share your meal. That's one yeah. that, so when Phil and I went on vacation, we got Italian food and we got chicken parm and that chicken parm fucking cutlet was huge seriously the size of football dinner plate yeah Yeah, it was as big like as took up the area of a football and then you have just this fucking vat of spaghetti so Mm -hmm. i was like can we get a second plate right yeah (laughs) we just need one yeah (laughs) so ask for half take a box home you could always save it for later um you're not being a bother by doing this you're taking care of yourself um, and you're not going to be shitting your pants later either. Let's be honest. Cause like for real, you eat all that processed food. Uh, one, if you, if you're not someone who really goes out to eat a lot, yeah. like if you're overeating by that much, because I'm just thinking of myself, like I go out and I get like I'm something having flashbacks right now. Are you having war flashbacks? <laughs> I'm almost shitting my pants on the way home. Cause I ate too fucking much food. <laughs> I'm just trying to be real with y'all. Shitting your pants. Absolutely one of those things that is not hilarious at the time, but always fucking funny after yes. the fact. Yeah. You ever gambled and lost? No. Woo. I sure haven't, but I know many people One time have. in my life, I was at home by myself. Thank you, unicorns or universe or whatever you believe in. I will not tell that story on this podcast, uh, but I will tell you after we're done recording. My husband shit the bed one time. Oh, no. He, he was sick, to be fair. He was sick. He oh, had, no. Yeah. Our bed. It's broken. Those things, thank God we had the waterproof mattress cover because we have cats because yeah. you don't want them pissing on your bed. But no. yeah, uh, he woke me up at like four in the morning and I'm like, what? He's like, you, need, you, to possibly get, want? you need to go sleep in the guest room. I was like, what happened? And he's like, I just shit the bed. <laughs> oh, he's like, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it happens. Shit happens. She, yeah. I know a lot of people that shit their pants. Honestly. <laughs> Welcome to me at Test Kitchen. Shit. <laughs> so, uh, but the- anyway, I've worked in food service. Like, people don't give a shit if you're asking them for a to-go container. No, no. Just get the fucking to-go container and right. take your shit home with you. Exactly. <laughs> so typically when I go out to eat, I don't almost always shit my pants every uh, time. But I'll look for what I think will ha- be my best bet for the most protein. Um, and then I go from there. So I almost always get steamed veggies as my side. One, that's my preference. B, I know it's hard to fuck them up. Yes, Exactly. Um, and I almost always get a side salad with dressing on the side, mainly because I hate, hate the fact that they drown it in rest, uh, resting. What? Drown it in dressing. I would like to taste my actual salad. I do love salads. 
we are in Nebraska. I'm that person. I'm that person that will take it and just like in my fucking cup of day. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I do. I yeah. get the right, the exact amount of dressing that I'm looking for. I can actually taste the fucking lettuce and I don't feel like I'm drinking a vat of ranch. Um, that's just my preference. I hate that so much. Um, but I do. I mean, I'm from Iowa. I do love me some ranch. Yeah, I do too. I love Dorothy Lynch too. What up? Nebraska. Yeah. Nebraska shit. Uh, Some people, if you're if you're real Nebraskan, you mix your Dorothy Lynch and ranch together. Yes, you I do. am I am not that Nebraskan. I don't like that taste either. Yeah, it tastes um, like vomit. And this may not be how <laughs> you choose to go about things, and that's okay. I just wanted to share what I do. Um, if you want the fucking French fries, eat the fucking French fries. It's yeah, one meal. That's what I do. I hedge my bets. So if I go out to eat, um, the odds are good that I'm going somewhere that I'm probably getting hot wings. So yeah. I'm ordering hot wings. I'm going to get some fries. I'm going to get a side salad. Yeah. I'm probably going to split those hot wings with somebody too. Yeah. So I can't even do six. Oh, I can. There were times I've been known to roll up to the bar at Lupelo and ask either. for two pounds of wings. I have sat at the bar at Her- Lupelo after a workout and eaten two by myself. Two pounds bone of in. wings. Bone in. Ugh. I don't like the, I can't chew on bones. I can't do it. Oh no! I know I, you can I pop leave, them out and shit. I leave all the I leave all the weird <gasps> grizzly shit. Phil always is he. I get chastised every time I eat wings. He's like, He's you don't got even eat all of it. I hate like, it so much. Yeah, I don't like the gizzards are not my thing at all either. Um, but like, I'll go get wings and then I'll get a side salad and some fries. I love celery on the side with wings. Yes, that too. I mean, that shit and some ranch. <sighs> Kind of hungry, guys. Yeah, I want hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> I really want hot wings. This is what we get for recording before we eat lunch. If you're feeling okay with it and you think it's going to help in the beginning, invest in a food scale. Um, we've got several at our house because, yep. like, you never know when you might need one. And we have several different ones because one, you can put a plate on it and you can see it. One, you can put a cup on it and you can see it. Like, mm-hmm. shit like that. We've just acquired a few and they're usually pretty cheap. They're only yeah. like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. Um, you can get one, I think. We've got a couple models on our Amazon affiliate yeah. store on our website, meheadtestkitchen.com. But for both of us, it was good for us to visualize what the actual portions looked like. Yep. Because two tablespoons of coffee creamer is a lot fucking less coffee creamer than you think it is. Two tablespoons of peanut butter is a lot le- <sighs> less than you fucking think it is. A thing of coffee creamer, a tablespoon is like, boop. Yep. You tip the, it for half a second. I can tell you this. It's not really probably changing the color of your coffee. Nope. Very much. Nope. You're definitely so, not tasting it. It's, yeah. It's, it's in there, but you're not tasting yeah. it. Um, now we can nail it pretty much within a few grams every single time because we've done it so many times. Yep. Like It's just beaten into our brains at this point that it's like, oh, yeah, that looks like it's probably about eight ounces and sure as shit. Still one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. It's it is. like especially with like i i use a lot of greek yogurt i use greek yogurt in the place of sour cream can't tell the difference but i like instant mashed potatoes Mm. with greek yogurt in them Mm -hmm. and i'll just the other day i busted out the food scale because i was like i just want to make sure that i'm still you know i've still got it visualized on the fucking money 170 grams exactly Instant potatoes. Dude, college. Oh, oh my I God. Love them. Oh, my God. Instant potatoes kept me from starving in college. Like, no shit. Because they're like 99 cents for like the big ass yeah. box at the grocery store. And they're delicious. When you're a broke ass college student, you put some fucking margarine yeah. in there. You put some fucking. You like, I don't even some, do that. Yeah. I don't even put milk in it. Oh. Water and instant potatoes because I'm slamming it with Greek yogurt. Oh, I know. Salt. Yeah. I usually put sour cream in yeah. mine. So one last tidbit on this. As much fun as it is, try if you can to stop eating straight from the container or the bag or the box or whatever it is that you're eating out of. It's nearly impossible to know exactly how much you're eating, especially if you're like mindlessly eating while you're watching TV. You're not paying attention. You're not counting one chip, two chips. You're, You're grabbing them by the fistful if you're like any of us and like just shoving them in your mouth. Or depending, sometimes I just pour the bag in. Right. Like it just... Mindless eating almost always leads to overindulging. And stomach aches. Yeah. Like, but (laughs) I brought this up. I'm probably just going to keep that part in there. Like, before you know it, you've eaten an entire family-sized bag of tortilla (laughs) chips between you and your husband. I don't know if I've ever done that before. I I don't know. I love chips and salsa, but we were legit just, like, watching a football game. And I was like, how did we eat this whole fucking bag, dude? Whoa. I'm like, I guess we're not eating dinner now. That was dinner. No protein to speak of. Awesome. It's like when you eat popcorn for dinner. Yes. <laughs> there is good fiber in there, though. There's some protein. It was corn. 
It's a complete food. You have fat, protein, and carbs. Yeah, it's just they're a little, you know, <laughs> a wonky, but they're there. <laughs> they're there. You salt, you're fine. You got iodine, you're good. Everything's fine. Yeah, we it? just compartmentalize tortilla yeah. chips into being a health food. See, anything can fucking be a health food. I thought you were talking about popcorn. Oh, that too. That too. Yeah, that too. Put caramel on it. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Um, sugar too. The most important part, though, about intuitive eating and the coolest part of it is, is that you get to build a healthy relationship mm. with food by listening to your body. This is another <sighs> thing I feel like we fucking just, again, it's the fax machine or the printer or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Fax. field it. And yeah. On office space. Yes. You just are fucking just beating it to death with the baseball bat. Yeah. Um, We're going to beat that dead horse today, but it's really important, and especially if you are a millennial if you're a gen xer even if you're gen z gen z is far less tolerant of fucking shaming than we used to be which is awesome thank you gen z the more i learn about you the more i fucking love you every day and the more i realize that i'm probably like could slide you know how you hear people that are like oh i'm an old millennial it's like "Mm, i align more with a lot of shit gen z says than my own fucking people do most of the time but like don't let anyone make you feel bad about yourself. When you have a healthy relationship with food, that's one more thing that you know about yourself that is rock fucking solid that you can't let anyone undermine. Yeah. Period. Like, I, what you're saying is bullshit. I know that that's wrong because I listen to my body and I give my body what it needs when it tells me to. Yeah. This is why we have a problem with intermittent fasting because mm. you're ignoring the signs that your body is telling you that you're hungry. That's yep. not good. That's not a good idea. Some yeah. some people's bodies, mine included, like automatically intermittently fast. It's one oh six in the afternoon. I've been up since ten fifteen. I have not eaten today, but yeah. I have had a soda. Um, I've had tea. I've had plenty of water. Like I'm gonna eat after yeah. we record this, and then I'll eat the rest of the day. But my stomach doesn't like food right away. So listen to your body because yep. it will tell you what it needs. From Healthline.com, a good relationship with food involves having unconditional permission to eat the foods that make you feel good physically and mentally. There's our callback to the beginning of the Mm -hmm. episode. There's no good foods. There's no bad foods. There's just foods. There's none that are off limits. You don't have to feel any guilt when you eat certain foods that are typically labeled good or bad. You know what? I've been buying fucking bags of pizza rolls and keeping those in my freezer lately. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't eat them every day for every meal. Complete meal. Yeah. Yeah. You just need... Like a little bit of protein. You'll be fine. It's a good snack. Yeah. Before you can repair your relationship with food, you have to understand your relationship with food. Again, we're, we just need a shirt that says your mileage will vary uh-huh. because your mileage will vary. It depends on how, what you, what the hell your relationship is like with food. Maybe disordered, you're just fine. Disordered eating comes in all sorts of flavors. Certainly does. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Put it on a shirt. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. I can't. What did I say earlier? That sounded weird. Anyway. Um, if you, you were drawing out your A's. <laughs> yeah. Understand. Ah. Uh, you have to understand that what your relationship with food is like. Yeah. Um, so some signs that you may have a bad or poor relationship with food. Again, from the same healthline.com article. You feel guilty after you eat. I've been that person. Yep. Uh, raise your hand. We're going to play Never yeah. Have I Ever. Put a finger uh, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a finger down. Okay. Yeah, How am right. I doing? Am I yeah. pinky? Okay. All right. It's going to be that one. All right. Uh, you restrict foods because they're labeled bad. Been there. Yep. You have a list of rules surrounding food. Used yep. to do that. You rely on a calorie counter to tell you when you're done eating Oof. for the day. Ooh. I got to that one and I was like, fuck. When Attacked. I first started, and this is why we caution, if, if you already have a pretty poor relationship with food don't count counting calories, calories may not be an option for you or may not be the best course of action yeah i relied i was religious about my fitness pal and i didn't understand at the time seven years ago that i didn't need to pay attention to what it was taking out for exercise i kept adding, adding those calories back in i was relying on it to tell me when i could be done eating Okay, it's four o'clock. Well, I already ate my calories for the day. I guess I can't eat anymore. Going to bed, starving, waking up, feeling like mm-hmm. shit because I was reliant, so reliant on- Which rolls into your morning workout being yeah. a giant fucking turd because there's no fuel I, in the tank. I could not understand why I felt like shit all the time. I was not listening to my body. I was so reliant on on my calorie counting. Um, so if that- if you have kind of a poor relationship with food, there are other things that you can do. I just wanted to throw that in there because I used to very much be that person. Yes. And that's why the hand method, the hand measuring method is good too. Um, 
we we don't really have a preferred method. Of course, yes, mm. using the food scale is going to be more more exact. It still isn't going to be perfectly exact because nothing is ever perfect. There's always going to be some sort of leeway in something. Yes. Um, but it gives you a better idea of what your portion sizes should look like. So right. if you have a problem with the idea of counting your calories, just hand measure. And those guidelines are out there. You can find, we've got them on our website. You can yeah. look up hand measuring and it'll bring you the show notes. It'll take you right to whatever fucking episode. Yeah. I don't remember what episode that was, but we talked about that several months ago. Yeah. Um, so there are a couple different ways to attack it. There are more than just the macro and the hand measuring way too. You can check them out online. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you are having issues mentally, please talk to your therapist because there are a lot of things upstairs that manifest in ways that we don't realize. Yep. When we're sabotaging. That goes back to those habitual things. Um, and there's, we have a whole entire uh, episode on habits. Yes. Um, how they're formed, how you can change them. Um, basically, when it comes to habits, you have to take out the middle part that gets you to the reward. Um, and I won't go dive deep into that, but there are cues that your brain receives and then habitually you go and do that thing that could be overeating or yep. could be going to eat when you feel a certain way or something in particular happens. So spoiler alert, if you want to get real good at this shit, you have to get your habits under control. Yes. Yes, you do. Um, other signs that you might have a poor relationship with food, you're ignoring your body's natural hunger cues. Yeah. I think I'm I've on been, I've, yeah, I'm, I'm out of <laughs> fingers. Um, I used to be the person that would forget to eat while I was working because we worked in radio. Yeah. We were producers. We were fucking running other people's shows for them. Like they're still, you know, executing the content, but like yep. we were doing all the prep. We do the phones. We have to make sure the commercial logs are fu- like, if you have no idea how many random fucking things at a time a radio show yeah. producer is doing while you're listening to that show on the air. Yep. They might not be talking, but they're doing seven different things. Yep. Um, I would be sitting there running a remote for another station while doing a spot for a fucking that needs to be uploaded for a client tomorrow while taking phones. And like, yeah. you just forget to eat. And that used to happen to me a lot. Yeah. This next one, I got to it in this article because I was like, I just, I want to put together a list. You feel anxiety or stress in social situations because you don't want to be judged for your food decisions. I used to not eat around people in public for this reason. And sometimes I still feel weird eating in public for this reason. Like this one's a really hard one to undo. Yep. Yep. I mean, hell, I'd go to family functions and I would still be hungry because I didn't want people to think that this... I'm going to say this out loud. I was saying it to myself. I'm not projecting it onto anybody else. But the thought that would go through my head is if you have any more of that, people are going to think you're, think you're a fucking pig. That's how mean I was to myself about food. Um, so if you're, if you're feeling anxiety or stress in social situations, like you either don't want to eat or um, you think that people are going to judge you for what you are eating, you probably have a difficult relationship with food. And let me tell you, like, eat what you want to eat. I've heard, mm-hmm. I've worked in food service. I've, you know, like, I've heard all sorts of weird fucking food orders. Who gives a shit? Eat what you no, want. No shit. <laughs> eat what tastes good Everybody to you. likes what they like. Yeah. And I don't think, there are other instances I can think of where people are kind of weird about what people like, but specifically when it comes to food, like, there's so much shaming because, like, someone likes pickles with popcorn. Oh my God, how could you eat that? Like, why do you give a shit? It's what I like. Like, yeah, who I cares? Drink, I drink pickle juice. <laughs> right. Like, whatever. You, I do love you the eat, vinegar. You eat brown schwager, and I think that yes. that's appalling. It's but we can delicious. still be friends. Exactly. Yeah. None of my fucking business. Your I don't have food to eat choices it. are not anyone's business. If they you're not buying care. it, preparing it, or eating it, it's none of your fucking business. Fuck up. And we're not like, geez, sorry, tough love, but right. right. <laughs> tough but, love. but this is like for other, like <laughs> trying you. to tell you like yeah. other people's opinion of what or how you're eating. Yeah. It shouldn't have a bearing on what or how you eat. And again, this is another one of those things where if you're having anxiety about a situation, maybe there's a deeper reason for yep. your anxiety. And yep. for me, that's what it was. Like we had a conversation um, when I started working at Herd at Media where it's like, we've never seen the fucking, we've never seen Bill eat a meal. And I'm like, I used to be that person because I was so nervous that someone was going to judge me because I got picked apart all the time in my oh own my home. God, dude. I, um, speaking of that, this is probably triggering. I guess I should, we should put a trigger warning Warning. here. Um, this might trigger somebody. I don't know. When I was growing up, um, we weren't, we didn't have a whole lot of money, 
but it was so strict around food to the point that the quote unquote good food was locked behind a door. And so that really fucked up my relationship with food. And so like when I would go out to eat or I would be around other people, I would be hesitant to grab what I considered good food because I didn't want someone to get mad at me because for overindulging in that yeah. good food. Um, so there are things from like that maybe you forgot about or that you haven't paid attention to. I'm not saying that everybody's gone through situations like we have. Yeah. But, your parents, but, there's, a, there's a good chance your parents weren't as no, not no. good at parenting. I grounded once for drinking too much milk. Uh, like, I, you, <laughs> you know what? I was just going to mention, um, I was, when I figured out everything that has happened, like when I went on that whole fucking self-discovery tangent at the beginning of the year and figured out what was going on and why I am the way I I am. I talked to one of my best friends from high school and I was like, Hey, did you ever like, did anything ever strike you as mm-hmm. weird growing up? And she's like, yeah, you used to tell me that we couldn't drink too much soda because your mom would mm. get mad. We would mm-hmm. have too many. She's like, there's yep. no such thing as that in a normal yep. house. And I was like, the anxiety oh. I used to have around things like that. Or like soda, I go out with bread. my friends. If I went Fucking out with my bread. friends and their parents bought meals, I would buy the cheapest, smallest thing on the menu. I'm high fiving you because yes, I would feel guilty. Yeah. That's so shitty. So there may be things from your past or in your childhood that cause these feelings to come up and maybe like you don't think it's still affecting you, but it could very much be. I mean, I was probably until I was, gosh, 22, 23 and I actually started talking through this stuff. My therapist like, you realize that that's not fucking normal, right? We were neglected. Yeah, we were straight neglected. The reason you feel this way about food is because these things happen to you. Yeah. Um, so if you feel any kind of stress or anything like that, I mean, we were always going to tell you to talk to somebody, you know, um, not, you know, just conquering those problems and issues and understanding that about yourself and being self-aware about those things really helps in all aspects of your life, to be honest. It does. Um, if you find that you're restricting or binging food and honestly, I feel like restricting leads to binging. 90% 90% of the time. It does. Um, it's it's one of those things. It's like, you know how guilt and shame are so intertwined yeah. together? Restricting and binging is one of those yep. things. Because what happens when you restrict? You crave and you crave and you crave and you crave. And then you fucking binge. Yep. And then you feel guilty. Like, oh my gosh, it's And here. then you restrict and you restrict and you restrict and you restrict. And you're back in. It's, it never fucking ends. Yep. And it a lot ends. of times, like the restricting. So you've labeled something as a bad food. And you're, I can't have this. We should do an entire episode about um, absolutes. Yeah. One thing that I think needs to like just be gone are absolutes. Never, can't, don't, shouldn't, wouldn't, never. Uh, I think I said never twice. But those absolutes when it comes to food, I can't have that. And you know what that comes from? You know what that comes from? That comes from people that don't know how to talk to other people that were in the running the helm of all of these things that were telling people how to live, quote unquote, fit and healthy lifestyles. Yeah. Um, When you realize when you step back and actually realize that your words matter, Mm -hmm. um, like when so we uh, we started a discord chat, by the way, we have a discord server now. Meathead Test Kitchen. Hello. We're with the fucking thing. We're we're tech savvy old people. What up? (laughs) Um, but we have a group going right now and if you want to join, it's free, like you're free to join us right now. Um, we're actually like asking people for input, like what would you want from us as coaches and stuff like that. So, um, one of our friends messaged in, uh, like the fitness sub thread the other day, and I'm going to look it up just so that I have the specific wording because words matter. Your word choices matter. And the way that you present information to people absolutely matters. And I didn't realize that like that was such a big part of health and fitness until I started actually doing health and fitness. Mm-hmm. The way that your first trainer or coach talks to you is going to set the tone for your entire thing. So thank you very much, Pins. I fucking love you. You're an amazing trainer. And you like you absolutely set the fucking groundwork for how I talk to my clients and how we talk to people on this podcast. So I don't know if you're listening, but I fucking love you. And I miss your face. And I can't wait to fucking see you. But um, so what I said was um, you could start out doing this, this, or this. Like, you don't have to. I'm not telling Should, you. That you yeah. First of all, you're not paying me right yeah. now. So who the fuck am I to tell you that you do or do not have to do anything? Yeah. Your word choices really matter. Yeah. Instead, like, I, I think a lot of, in a lot of circumstances, you hear the word, word should. I saw, we just bring up TikTok a lot, mainly because we interact we with live a lot there. of you on TikTok. We've got almost 9,000. We just covered 8,000? Yeah. Um, so cool. I saw a, somebody stitched another trainer saying you should do this by this time. You have to lose this amount of weight. What? 
should no. should be taken out. Like the whole entire goal of this podcast is to offer things that you could do. Yeah. Alternatives to what you are doing. Because guess that what? May Everything not be else working. hasn't worked to this point. Right. Exactly. Or you're or you're established in fitness and you listen to this, you know, because we I mean, we present things that are on the radar, aren't on the radar of people that like have done fitness for mm-hmm. a while, too. But um, yeah, don't don't listen. And when someone tells you that you have to do something, that's a big fucking red flag. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I just we've got to stop talking in absolutes when it comes mm-hmm. to fitness and nutrition because it's not one size fits all as we know yeah <laughs> as Nobody. you know who's listening because you may have tried something that works for somebody else and it doesn't work for you yeah so supplements when we talk about supplements that's a really big one too like mm-hmm. you can try stuff when people are like what supplements do you use it's like i only honestly use like three things yeah they actually work i like how they make me feel you know like yeah listen to your body Listen to your body. Yes. It will tell you a lot. Um, (laughs) But it is difficult for lots of us. Um, So you have to really learn how to get those signs. Um, Take notes. Like, I know it sounds weird, but again, a therapy tactic that they teach you, take mental notes. Like, just have a notepad in your phone. You can clear it out every day, but just go in there and jot shit down when it hits your brain. And then you can go back and look at it, see if there's anything you need to, like, you know, circle back on and then go back. But um, work on listening to your body yeah whether that means eating taking rest days it doesn't matter there are a couple different ways that you can implement this healthier relationship with food uh one of these ways is savor the flavor what's your flavor uh, man like tell me what's your flavor <laughs> actually enjoying your food like what flavors oh. are you picking up what textures are you liking about the food that you're eating how do you feel physically when you're eating what you're eating it sounds lame but it works. Like you're actually taking a moment to pause and actually be there in the moment with the thing that you're nourishing your body with. Food is a love language. Yeah. So you should enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. When I cook for somebody and like, I I don't care if you mash a meal because sometimes I mash a meal too. But like when I cook for somebody, there is no bigger fucking compliment than when nobody says a goddamn word for 15 minutes. It's like, wow, I killed it today. Right. Yeah. Like pay attention to why you're eating too. Are you really hungry? Uh, is it a craving? Did you end up actually, you know, did what you eat make you feel more hungry or not hungry at all? Or because it's weird too. You can eat certain things and they'll make you want more food. Yeah. Especially if it's not a lot of nutritionally dense food. That or you weren't actually hungry. Yes. That too. Yeah. That's that's a big one. Um, you're like, oh, I'm going to try this. Nope, that didn't do it. I'm going to try this. Oh, it could be boredom. Welcome to fridge surfing. You're fucking bored. And this is why we say don't eat things out of the package because (laughs) that can happen to you. It's a slippery slope. Yes. But are you stressed? Are you like, what's going on? Think about that too. Paying attention to how you're feeling before, during, and after you eat is, is healthy by the way. I mean, take stock in how you feel. Do you need more food after like, so usually at our house we'll eat and then there's like a 20, 30 minute window where it's like, you good, you want more food. And if we're hungry, we'll go get like, you know, something like a snack. Yeah. And then we're good for a while, but exactly. check in with yourself. Yeah. Remember, it's your fucking plate. Yes. It's your plate. A lot of times we feel like we have to justify what we're eating if we labeled it as bad or as good. Uh, like, I'm eating pizza this week because this week fucking sucked. Or I have to have a salad today because I ate that pizza yesterday. Okay. But what if you made your own pizza? Right. You realize how healthy pizza can be if you actually fucking make it for yourself. Right. Yeah. I make pizza at least once a week. For real. It's delicious. Like stop doing the, uh, I have to, I have to do this now because I ate this. Yeah. Um, Eat what food you feel is best for you in that moment. Like awesome. Eat the pizza. It's not good or bad. It just is. It's food. It's nourishment. You don't have to overindulge and you don't have to undereat. You just need to eat. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes. Fucking, if I have one thing like to tell anybody in life to like, get through a thing keep it simple stupid don't over don't overcomplicate Coming from the it. queen of overthinking don't overthink it uh <laughs> we've done it for you it's yeah, okay we, yeah this is why we have a podcast hello 
That's why we're here. Uh, winter's upon us. I don't know where you are, but it's fucking snowing outside right now mm. here. So grab your favorite MTK cold gear from the merch link at meatheadtestkitchen.com or shop.herdatmedia.com. We've got hoodies. We've got beanies. There's backpacks. There's hats. We got you covered, literally and figuratively. Hell yeah. It's literally 30 degrees here today, and I am not a fan. And Felt it's windy. It, it feels like 20, and it's like 40 mile an hour <sighs> winds right now, and giant blowy snowflakes. Fucking hate it. Anyway, Meathead Athletics is coming soon. Uh, like for real, it's we're actually doing the thing. It, um, it's happening. We promise. So sign up for the latest news at meatheadathletics.com if you want to get fucking strong, strong. with us. Strong. We just strong. need to get a shirt that says strong on the front and then has our logo on the back. Fuck yeah. Strong. Um, so yeah, Meathead Athletics is coming. We're working on that. Uh, that cookbook that we've been fucking talking about is coming together too. Cookbooks take a lot of time. I don't know if you know yeah, this. Yeah, they do. And writing, testing writing and then writing down. Especially with like, I, I want to make mine, like the recipes I've been doing, I, I weigh everything before, I weigh everything after <gasps> so that the portions are correct when we put them in there. That's what takes the longest. And then doing all like the nutrition content afterwards. Yeah, that's, that's those, what I mean. Yeah, that yeah. part. That part. Finding the macros yeah. of the recipe is honestly the most <sighs> pain in the ass part. Um, yeah. But like yeah we were like oh we're just gonna fucking write a cookbook we'll slap a bunch of recipes in no you have to fucking road test those bitches like 20 times yep and make sure yeah, they're right it's the weighing and the cooking and the measuring so i'm and sorry the- but your funeral potatoes need to be perfect because we yes. care about you yes. so it's taking a moment sorry but it's coming um we love you yeah we've got a whole bunch of cool shit coming up for you after the first of the year we just yep. have like a bazillion other things we need to get done yeah <laughs> make sure that you rate review like, subscribe to the podcast. Please. We're on YouTube. Yes. Also, um, we put out different content from the podcast than we do on any of the other platforms that we use. Um, we are at Meathead Test Kitchen everywhere except for Twitter. We're at MTK Staff. Show notes will be at MeatheadTestKitchen.com. If you have any fucking questions, if you want to fucking yell, if you want to scream and shout and like do the boogie, like the dance, not the... Yeah, whoops, that could have been dirty. Anyway, email us at hello at meheadtestkitchen.com. Um, What's happening? I don't know. I'm Midwestern and goodbying the shit out of this. It's yes. cold. Stay yes. warm. Oh. We love you. Meet at Test Kitchen. Out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.